0: to make your fantasy a reality. With the help of the crew over at Fantasy Insider and the boys at Woot and Why, this is DFS Down Under.
1: Hello and welcome back to another episode of DFS Down Under. I'm Josh Wye. We're recording a little bit later in the week. Uh, with a a, a kind of reduced offering from both sides in Moneyball and Draft Stars as the end of the season. And Christmas is approaching and Big Bash has taken the forefront in the DFS landscape. Brought to you by Fantasy Insider, the trusted tools used by Australia's daily fantasy sports players. And joining me from Fantasy Insider is Daryl Dada. How are you, mate?
0: Yeah, good, mate. How are you?
1: Yeah, not too bad. I'm a bit over, uh, all this Christmas stuff. It's stressful. It's, a, it's, a, it's a good time of the year, but at the same time, it's a very stressful time of the year trying to get everything ready. I've got relatives yeah. crashing at my house at the moment. So trying to find a, kick them all out of the house so I can record a, in a nice, quiet <laughs> environment is, uh, is hard. But apart from all that, yeah. I'm doing well. Uh, what about yourself? How's the Christmas plans?
0: Uh, yeah, busy time of year. I've been on the Sunshine Coast this week. Um, I'm flying up to Mackay um, this afternoon um, yep. for the Christmas break. So, yep, busy time of year. Um, Christmas Day in FL this year.
1: Yeah,
0: at, cool. like three a.m. Christmas morning. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's a weird,
1: it's a weird feeling. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be. Yeah. I normally have a Christmas family thing on Christmas Eve. So, I don't yeah. know how how you know how I'll go waking up early to watch it, but we'll see how we go. <laughs>
0: I don't I will yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so as I said at the top of the show we are recording a little bit late normally we record on a Wednesday or a Thursday evening here we are on a Saturday morning I haven't recorded on a Saturday morning in a, in a while now um, but Draft stars was very late in going up with prices and they've still um, have a a really reduced offering this week they don't actually have an entire week sixteen slate which is disappointing um, there's no actual uh, games or anything up involving the Um, what's the Monday night football games or Monday day football games in the States, which is on Boxing Day here, which is the Steelers-Texans and the Eagles-Raiders. But Moneyball have uh, still the usual showing, so I think I'll be playing more Moneyball this week. Um, But how did you go last week?
0: That's a good question. It was a long time ago now. I
1: Um... I, I, I actually didn't play much last week, um, as as i said at the top of last week's show we we couldn't have you on because i had multiple christmas parties and things was crazy yep. so i actually just i uh, just took a break from from dfs last week so i actually didn't play but looking over some of my tips i'm probably glad i didn't play
0: yeah i think i only put in a couple of teams i kind of put in just like the top cruncher lineups for tracking purposes um yep. i don't think there was much kind of to write home about um yeah, it's been, I've taken a bit of a quiet period. This time of year, I think, is when kind of NBA salaries are pretty much sort of locked down. And I think it's kind of a tough time of year to play that. So I normally kind of take kind of mid-December through kind of late January, um, toned down on the NBA front. Yeah. Um, and then I've just been putting in a few kind of big bash lineups, um, which again is a very kind of random DFS sport.
1: Yeah, it is very, very random, um, very volatile. So it's uh, fun and probably frustrating at the same time. Uh, So week 16 is a a little bit of a better slate as opposed to week 15. Uh, In my opinion, I think there's some much, much better games. Um, It's it's clear which teams you know are going to be playing for it or have things on the line as opposed to last week where it was a little bit up in the air and there was a lot of sort of Small lines. Where like, this week there is a lot bigger uh, favorites and things. So there's a much larger spread. Um, a few more uh, yep. higher total games. So I think it's a much easier uh, slate of games to really analyze and jump into. And, and we'll start at the quarterback position. And I think one of my favorite players of all the positions this week's Cam Newton um, against the Bucks. Eight thousand four hundred on Moneyball. Seventeen thousand three hundred and fifty on Draft Stars. He's scored 24 fantasy points now in three of his past five games and two of his past three at home. Uh, It's a great matchup against the Bucks. They rank 29th against the pass um, in in defense, so I really think Cam Newton, who's kind of locked in and switched on now and playing really well.
0: Yeah, I think he's a good pick Uh, and we've got him projected for 20.4. He comes up in a bunch of our money lineups. Um, I haven't checked, to be honest, to see where he comes with Draft Stars. Obviously, the differential is a bit more there, but yep. I, I can't see you going too far wrong with him on either side.
1: Yep. My other play I don't mind this week is Nick Foles. Uh, he's a $1,000 cheaper against the Raiders, 7400 As I said, we don't know what the price is at draft stars, uh, but Oakland, their 32nd ranked defense in DVOA, their 13th in fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks. And uh, we saw Foles was able to slot right into this Philadelphia system and, and play quite well last week. So, He's a little bit cheaper. There's some other cheaper options that I don't mind as well, but yeah, Nick Foles is the guy that uh, I'm going to sneak into a few
0: lineups. Yeah, he's not one I really looked at too much. Um, I think it's, you make kind of a good case for him. I think he's kind of one that you certainly might look at. I think there's just maybe some um, other options at those cheaper prices. Um, I think Jimmy Garoppolo comes up a lot for me. Um, it's kind of, a, kind of a strong option, obviously. Yep. I've settled in now 3 0, I think. At, yeah, he's, playing, um, he's playing well. 49. Yeah, um, and I think at the kind of he's at that similar kind of twice tiered to folds, and I think I prefer him of those kind of that pair. Yeah, I'm just not um, sure
1: about the matchup against the Jags past defense, but if someone can mm. if someone can play well against them, it's it's Jimmy who's played superb all uh, for his first three starts as a as a starting quarterback in San Fran.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, and otherwise, being I mean, at quarterback, I think Drew Brees is the other name that comes up a fair bit on the puncher this week. Mm. Um, and just pretty much a kind of box standard play-like premium-ish kind of quarterback.
1: Yeah, definitely, especially at home. A game on the line, that's got a huge total there at 52.5 points, the biggest total, by about five yeah. points there in the Atlanta New Orleans matchup, uh, a lot of stakes, probably the most important game of the round uh, when you look at the entire slate. So definitely agree there. Um, I don't mind Alex Smith either, um, and I'll get to my tight end play, but I don't mind a stack uh, with, with Travis Kelsey. As well, I'll get yeah. to that a little bit later. Uh, running backs. Um, Rex Burkhead was ruled out this morning. Dion Lewis uh, against Buffalo. I really like him. Six thousand eight hundred. It's going to clear roll now. You're going to see him get a lot of those goal line carries that Rex Burkhead stole. He's eleven thousand eight hundred fifty yeah. at Draft Stars, and yeah, he's locked in as the number one running back. And he's had fifteen. He had fifteen carries to ninety two yards in Buffalo just a couple of weeks ago, and he scored at least nine fantasy points in. Five of his past six games. And, and Buffalo's run defense since they traded Marcel Darius has not been as stout as many believe. Yes,
0: yeah, so we had him projected for, I think, 10.4 when we first ran this Thursday night. And obviously, he's going to be quite a bit higher now um, with the Birkhead news. And I think, yeah, I think he's a good pick at that price. Um, and certainly, kind of, potential to get a couple of cheap um, scores. Yep.
1: Yeah, uh, top of the range, and this is purely a matchup play Zeke Elliott uh, for the Seahawks, 8,400 on Moneyball fifteen thousands on, on Draft Stars. They finally added him to their slate after I uh angrily tweeted my disgust um, at Draft <laughs> Stars for not having him up. But you can't have you gotta have Zeke Elliott. I'd rather them have him there the last five weeks and he's suspended and not have him there at all. Um, he he still leads all running backs in like the rushing success rate this season at fifty nine percent. So he's just just killing it and he's gonna he's gonna have a a huge game. He's looking lean. He's come back from Carbo. He's going to be fresh, motivated after the suspension, running angry. Seattle's defense just suffered way too many injuries and just got absolutely toasted by Todd Gurley last week. And the Dallas offensive line has been playing really well the last few weeks. So um, I think if you want to spend big, I think Zeke could be the uh, the best player of uh, the top price guns this week. Yes,
0: yeah, so like you say, it's a match-up play. Um, reminds me a bit of like, the discussion we had about Josh Gordon. and There's kind of a lot of intangibles... Kind of factored into that, yep. Um, I think he's been off training in Mexico, right? And so you expect him that he'll be fit and he'll be rested. Um, how much does he lose any kind of game snappiness um, from having missed so many weeks? Is probably the only little question there, but yep. um, yeah, I don't mind him as a matchup play, I think he's probably worth including in a couple, especially if you're Moldy entering,
1: yep. Uh, Alex Collins is my next running back playing my Colts, who are terrible, (laughs) uh, 8,400, 12,350 on draft stars. He's received double-digit carries in each of his past 10 games. They finally have settled on him as their lead back. The Colts allow the fifth most fantasy points to running backs this season, and they've allowed a running back to score or gain 100 yards in five games in a row. I think he could do both here. They're 13.5-point favourites. Um, So I think you'll see Alex Collins running the ball a lot to close out the the second half and as they put this uh, game in control. So I I do think Alex Collins is a great play this week.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's a pure matchup play, right? So it's basically that whole kind of storyline, game planning kind of scenario we've talked about before where, yeah, the Colts are likely to be losing big. Collins is likely to be kind of running um, at the last. He's also got a chance to potentially score a few before that and, as long as the kind of game goes to that plan, you'd expect him to do well. He's yep. um, not one that's massively liked by the cruncher. Um, I think it's probably yeah, not quite picking up on that kind of position, positional play and kind of the change of the lead back, but I think, yeah, decent play um, and certainly one that you can kind of build a storyline around uh, if you're factoring out the plays from those games.
1: Yep. Uh, what else did the cruncher like at uh, running back uh, this week as opposed to, uh, to Dion uh, Lewis?
0: Um, so we had um, Ingram at seventeen and a half, uh, Morris eleven point two, Freeman Bell. Um, it's kind of Freeman comes up as a bit of a kind of a cheap play, um, and Hyde shows up in a few of those lineups as well. Um, mm-hmm. It's quite a mix of running backs. Um, I think top four lineups there's six seven running backs, so it's not really kind of settling on one, um, which tends to kind of be indicative of a week where you could go a few different ways.
1: Yeah, it's interesting that Hyde uh, has come up and Jimmy G has come up because you don't normally like mm. to stack, especially for a four-point underdog um, against one of the best defences in football. So that's that's interesting that the cruncher likes that. I'm, I'm probably trusting your stats insider. It's probably highlighting maybe the the 49ers as a plus play as well.
0: Yeah, I think so. And uh, you might obviously you might not necessarily put them in the same team. Yeah. Um, but I think... They're both kind of reasonable value plays based on the kind of statistics and salaries that they're at.
1: Yeah, true. Uh, Perrine is an interesting one as well. He uh, mispracticed, I think, now again today, which kind of came out of of nowhere. So um, if he's not out, I think Capri Bibbs might be the starter there who would be uh, next to nothing um, if I just quickly check now. Um, So that could be an interesting um, sort of point of difference, really contrarian, cheapy play um, for you if you uh, sub... I'm sure if you sub Bibbs in, you're not going to get the exact same score because it'll factor in obviously all, all the other factors, but he could be a, yeah. a decent player as well.
0: He'll get the opportunities to score, um, which is kind of what you can ask for, especially, I guess, at the price he'd be. Um, yep. As long as you don't have to stay up till 3 a.m. Christmas Day to find out, he'll be okay.
1: Yeah, exactly. So he ended <laughs> up, Bibbs got 13.3 points last week. He had four catches. 47 yards receiving, and six rushing yards. So if he does get the start at running back, you could add all of that in there. But that pass-catching role in Washington from the running backs is always um, a nice, you know, pod play. Um, cheapy, especially yeah. with Bibbs. He's, he's not going to be as dear as Chris Thompson was at the start of the yep. year. Nice. Uh, moving on to the wide receiver position here, and I'm going with Martavis Bryant. Antonio Brown is out for the next couple of weeks with that injury. Yep. Um, lucky Patriots again could never seem to play all three of those in the one game um, so he's 7,300 money ball uh, draft stars got absolutely no idea because they're not up on that game <laughs> but uh, yeah I do think you know things are going to change a little bit without Antonio Brown they're, they're, obviously they're going to have a different game plan Juju Smith-Schuster will will likely lock into to Antonio Brown's role he's more similar s- suited to that type of style of offense but Bryant is still, you know, what we saw last week when he's on form, one of the scariest receivers on the field. And the Texans, they rank 25th or worse against all wide uh, wide receiver types this season. So 25 or worse against wide receiver ones, wide receiver twos, and slot wide receivers um, by DVOA. So I do think Martavis Bryant could have a big game. All it takes is one busted coverage, and Ben seems to have been uh, connecting on those deeper passes in the last few weeks. So I like Martavis Bryant this week.
0: Yes, he's obviously not one that comes up in the kind of stats allowance, but certainly with the kind of role change in Antonio Brown's injury, you're expecting him to get a lot more scoring opportunities. Um, It's just going to be a case from a kind of software cruncher perspective of seeing how that evolves this week. Uh, There's not a kind of a ton of historic data to go on on what happens when Brown is out. So, yeah, it's a bit of a gut play and then see what happens um, for next week.
1: Yeah, I like Alshon Jeffrey as well against the Raiders. 7,300, a good uh, stack with uh, Nick Foles um, playing against an Oakland defense that ranks 29th against number one wide receivers.
0: Yeah, like you say, it's any kind of quarterback wide receiver one combo, and that's obviously a particularly good one um, that's worth playing this week, I think.
1: My next wide receiver is Robert Woods. He's back and playing in this high-octane Rams offense, playing against the Titans, 6,700 on Moneyball, 12,000 on Draft Stars. So the Titans have really struggled with number one wide receivers of late with uh, Wallace, AJ Green, Brown, Hopkins, and and Marquise Goodwin all scoring at least eight fantasy points in the past seven games against Tennessee. I definitely think uh, that the Rams will uh, attack the Titans through the air a little bit more. but They're a little bit more stout on the ground, so I do think Robert Woods could be a good player this week.
0: I think he's got a lot of appeal on Moneyball at um, 6,700 there. Um, I think, yeah. At that kind of price, I think you'll have a decent potential. As you say, kind of tight and struggling against them. You've got, I think, the opportunity for him to score well. Um, I'm less keen on him. I guess I'm less keen on him and Jeffrey in some ways just because of some of the other options. Um, so, Crunchy kind of throws out, um, like, Julio Jones again, although I think he's still questionable. Um, Hopkins, Keenan Allen, Doug Baldwin, Jarvis Landry. Then there's also kind of a couple of, kind of cheap really kind of cheap options that I quite like in Stills and Inman who I mm. think have some pretty good potential I to like um, save you some money.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, I do like Stills. Um, I like that option this week. And Inman's been a guy that's sort of the crunchers like now for a few weeks in a row. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he's one of those names that keeps popping up. Um, hopefully he doesn't have the same syndrome as um, Julio Jones, where he continues to fail. But yeah, just um, <laughs> well, yeah. certainly have its favourites.
1: Yep, uh, Keenan Allen's a name you mentioned. Yeah, he was my last play. Uh, yeah, thirty th- Jets are thirty second against number one wide receivers this year. Keenan Allen's been killing it. He is a little bit banged up, so you just got to keep an eye on that. Um, if you are up at yep. three a.m. on Christmas morning, then um, you, uh, you know this could be the week where you can really clean up and banking on everyone just not being awake on Christmas morning or <laughs> occupied, and you could really get some some you know the Capri Bibs thing and and Keenan Allen being out might mean Tyrell Williams could be. A great play for you um so they're, they're things to stay awake and you stay woke on uh, christmas morning um, and
0: yeah, then it's uh, new year's morning next week right
1: yeah exactly so that could be even better <laughs> especially week 17 there'll be so many players inactive where we're on games that don't matter as well so uh yeah. um, i'm gonna be awake and working that morning so i'm i'm happy right. um for the new year's eve most overrated night of the year anyway um let's be honest um, not a fan myself. No, way, me yeah. neither. It's just, it's just. I'd rather just go out a week later or something and celebrate. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, the new year that way. But anyway, uh, I sound like a, a, a an old man. Uh, tight end position, Travis Kelsey. I like uh, stacking with Alex Smith this week. I will do in a few lineups. Seven seven thousand one hundred on moneyball. 13,350 on draft stars. Um, Kelsey should. Should have a good day against a Miami defense that ranks 28th against tight ends. And the Chiefs offense has been much, much more improved after its sort of four-week holiday uh, or hiatus or slump, whatever you want to call it. Um, They're back throwing the ball a lot more and, and being more aggressive. So I do like Travis Kelsey.
0: Yeah, he's a name that comes up, I think, in like three of the top four lineups on the Cruncher. I think he's kind of the obvious premium play this week. I think the only kind of question mark around him is I think he's missed a couple of days with illness. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I guess just keep an eye on that and make sure that um it doesn't get worse. <laughs> but um, if as long as he plays, I think he's kind of an obvious pick.
1: Yep. Uh, the other one I like is Eric Ebron this week. I don't like... Throwing out Ebron's name, but it just, yeah, he's just one of the most unreliable wide receivers. So it's very, very high variance play, but 5,300, very cheap on Moneyball, 8,600 yeah. Draft Stars. But the Bengals, they rank 30th against tight ends, and Ebron had a touchdown last week and then had a season high 94 yards the week before that. So he seems to be in a little bit of form. Um, and the Lions have everything to play for. They need to keep winning to, to make the playoffs and rely on some other. Um, Results in the Bengals are one of the worst teams in football over the last three weeks. So um, I do think the Lions uh, will be ultra-aggressive in trying to uh, to keep their season alive, and I like Ebron.
0: Yeah, I like you say, he's kind of a cheap player with upside, and I think that's probably what you're looking for at 5,300. Um, the country goes a slightly different way. It goes with um, Doyle as the kind of cheaper tight end option. Um, and that's just, again, that kind of Colts game. If you think that there's going to be a lot of Colts throwing late, trying to get back into it, you've got the chance you might catch a couple of them. But yep. um, I don't mind either of those options. I think ebon or Doyle are kind of viable um, tight end two kind of pick.
1: Definitely. Uh, moving on to... They're the only names that sort of come up on the cruncher for tight end this week, or is there any others?
0: Yeah, they're the, so they're the top two. They're pretty much in most of the the top half dozen lineups, um, I didn't take note of any others. But I think beyond that, you're kind of going more towards kind of your lottery picks beyond
1: that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, moving on to defense this week. Um, I'm going with the Chiefs against the Dolphins, 4,500 on Moneyball, 7,150 on Draft Stars. So they've they've been pretty good the last two weeks, the Chiefs defense. Um, they're home against Oakland, and then the Chargers, both solid offenses. They had five interceptions, five sacks, two fumble recoveries over that span and held their opponents to an average of 14 points. So we saw the Dolphins you know, come crashing back to earth after beating the Patriots um, a fortnight ago and, and Jay Cutler being Jay Cutler and throwing multiple interceptions. I think this could be a matchup where the Chiefs could uh, could grab a couple of interceptions um, and then you've always got the threat of uh, Tyreek Hill or DeAnthony Thomas on special teams.
0: Yep. Um, so they've certainly got the potential to score. It's obviously, I think their um, numbers are a little bit inflated. I don't think you're going to get that kind of five, five with that five interceptions, five sacks, two over the last yeah over the
1: last two weeks. Yeah, I'm not sure that'll yeah. pick up, but at least <laughs> I think you could. I think multiple interceptions is always a possibility when you're playing Jay Cutler. Though. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's true. Um, and I think we've got them at the moment, like 4.8, which is probably a bit low. Um, it's just a case of trying to see what happens in that game. But yeah, I don't mind them. Um, defenses this week, I think, have a bit of a kind of tricky um, minefield.
1: Yeah, it's hard. There's a lot of double digit favorites as well. So the Ravens, yeah. that was my next uh, pick. They're 13 and a half point favorites at home versus the Colts. Um, yeah, they're 5,600 on Moneyball, so they're the top price, and 7,750 on Draft Stars. The Colts stink. That's as as far as my analysis will go. But then you've also got the. <laughs> Vikings being nine point favorites against the Rogerless Packers. The Chiefs and Panthers yeah. are both 10 point favorites at home. And then the Pats, they're 12 and a half point favorites at home against the Bills. So um, there's always definite options around this week. So it's, um, we've seen how important a, a really good, huge defensive week uh, can make or break a lineup. So it's trying to pick the right one this week's tough.
0: Yeah, and you've got the like weird mix, right? Like if a team. If you've got a team, for example, that's 12.5-point favourites, they're basically running the ball late and so on. You're not necessarily going to get as many opportunities for interceptions. You might get some fumbles, but to be honest, they're probably running safely rather than aggressively at that point. Um, so you always have that kind of weird mix. Of you want to go perhaps with a big favourite um who might shut out a team or hold a team to a few points to get that bonus. But at the same time, you want them to get opportunities on the other side. Uh, So, yeah, it's a bit of a weird week. Um, I don't mind, and it's going to be a bizarre play, but I don't necessarily mind the Saints as an option. Wow. Um, Just, I think, the way that kind of game plan, that game looks like it might evolve. I think there could be some opportunities there. Uh, we've got the Bills coming up, who I think are a super cheap option, if I recall. Oh,
1: wow. Um, against the Pats. Yeah. You're going, old. You're so, going very contrarian, the Cruncher, this week at defense.
0: Yeah. I think, that's the, I think that's kind of the way that we've gone with um, the defense elections. Although, obviously, you can lock in one of the sort of more obvious plays, but I don't mind going contrarian at defense this week. Yeah. Um, and just depending on what happens in those games, they may not necessarily go to kind of the script. Yeah,
1: especially like, you know, you see the total 52.5 points at Atlanta, new Orleans, a game where both offenses are going to try and outscore each other. There's always a potential in these type of games where it's like a, a pick six or a special teams touchdown. There always is a momentum changer in these games with the division on the line. Always funny things sort of happen. I know you can't really quantify yeah. that, but... Um, it's always there's always something like that that, that seems to happen in these uh, crucial games so that's always something if you trust your gut you can go with that option as well
0: and just your ownership percentage right people are going to see the 52.5 total and they're going to avoid them so definitely, when you're trying to play tournaments and you're trying to leverage ownership percentage a number of, also the number of, kind of 52 point total big fav, um, sort of blow alley kind of games that have emerged from those You often, if one team gets ahead early, if they get ahead 20, 30 points, for example, or 20 points, for example, then you could often kind of see the game fizzle out rather than kind of push on towards that total.
1: Mm -hmm. Definitely. Before we uh, wrap up the show, I've just got to mention that you've probably heard of Fantasy Insider Lineup Cruncher by now. So you know you can build up to 40 lineups with one button. That's 40 instant lineups you can enter and win cash on with just a few clicks. But there is also a Fantasy Insider Premium account that you can access over 15 other features on the Lineup Cruncher. If you go Premium today, head to fantasyinsider.com.au slash That's fantasyinsider.com.au slash The Fantasy Insider Lineup Cruncher is the best tool in the business. It's a difference maker for you this summer with Big Bash, NFL, NBA, um, and so much more. Uh, Daryl, before we let you go, overall thoughts on this slate? How much are you, how much uh, lineups will you be playing, and uh, and looking forward to the playoffs?
0: Yeah, I am looking forward to the playoffs. Um, I think there'll be some interesting kind of the slate sizes in the playoffs. Obviously, mean it's harder in some regards, but also that your points are different, so sort of more important. Mm-hmm. Um, as for this week. Um, I'll probably go relatively light, to be honest, just because I know that I won't be up at 3 a.m. Christmas morning to double-check everything. Um, But as you say, that will create some opportunities. I think you'll probably... You may be seeing some decent overlays, potentially, on like DraftStars' $10,000 tournament, for example. So if you are around that night, it's probably worth just checking that to see if it's worth spamming in some teams if um, they pull short their um, entry numbers.
1: Yeah. Exactly. I'll uh, I'll I'll play a few lineups if I'm still awake. I might. Uh, I'm definitely going to try and get up and watch the game. So I might get up sort of half an hour early and 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 plug away and see what I can see what I can come up with. Uh, but Daryl, uh, thanks very much for for joining me on a Saturday morning. Uh, have a safe flight right. to Mackay. Enjoy your Christmas, and uh, we'll speak. Cheers. We'll speak next week, hopefully with a successful week sixteen, and uh, we'll look ahead to week seventeen, which is always fun with a lot of. Uh, Unknown sort of plays being ruled out and some unsung heroes uh, winning cash lineups.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah, have a good Christmas. Um, Yeah, look forward to chatting next week. Um, I really like kind of week 17. As long as you can kind of predict somewhat who's going to play, I think there's a lot of opportunities and um, the lineup crunch always throws up some really interesting scenarios in week 17.
1: Awesome. I can't wait to look at the cruncher in week 17. I'm uh, excited about that. That's going to be like my Christmas, I think, uh, for a DFS player. (laughs) Is week 17. Yeah. It's kind of preseason esque on a lot of those matchups, so we're checking out. Um, all right, that wraps up the show. Please join us next week, and uh, we'll uh, have all of the week 17 slate. And then after that, uh, we'll reassess how we approach the playoffs, but we'll have some DFS action for you all the way until the Super Bowl.
0: Sounds good. Have a good Christmas. Thanks for listening to DFS Go check out all the best premium daily fantasy tools at fantasyinsider.com.au. You can also check out all the recommendations mentioned on today's podcast online at WootNY.com And make sure you follow each of the boys on Twitter at This Is and at JYNFL. Or you can follow the podcast at Wooteny.